Hello. It's four. I'm very loud. It's pretty close to you. It's already pointing at you. Is that better? I think so. Yeah. See, I'm still boomier. Whisper. Yeah. Um. Hello. Hi. We're back. We're both. You said I was jittery. Yeah. Unpredictable, I would say. Unpredictable. Yeah. I'm like the wind. Yeah. It's the season. The season is. It's Marbon, right? It is. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Marbon. It might be Mabon. It might be Marbon. I don't know. Explain what Mabon is. Sure. Marbon. It's the equinox in it. So it's when it's yeah. the it's the shift from summer to autumn, and it's when the day and night are equal length. Is that so? Right? Marbon yes. is when they're equal length, they're equal and length. then after. So we're celebrating the fact that after Marbon, the day is the day is going to be like shorter, subservient to the night, and that mm. we're sort of entering into that mm. that period of time. Then will we ever see another spring? Mm. <gasps> yeah, probably. But it's like that weird time where. I, everything's out of balance that's how I describe it that's how I feel inside and working with you as I do on a mostly daily basis mm. doing you know s- similar kind of little routines and things like that and yeah I would I would say at the moment I'm like I could probably go oh he's probably going to do that now oh no he's not he's doing something completely different to the way he would normally do oh he said something completely different now that's how I perceive oh. your actions not in a positive or negative way just in a kind of like oh you know. Well, I would say, and this, so broadly, we're going to talk about this kind of thing, aren't we? Of, mm. We've talked before, and we've done episodes about um, getting through that winter slump and getting through the like the yeah. hard times. Self care when Self-care. you're burnt out. Practitioner burnout. But I about, think which that was kind of January time, wasn't it? Yes, because that is the height February. of burnout. Because yeah. you, or maybe you, March actually is the height of burnout. I would say because you've done you've done January and February. Okay. But I would say that right now we're in. Um, because of how the academic year runs, we're at a point where I feel like I am putting in the most energy mm-hmm. because, um, and it's similar to teaching in that, uh, in September you get a new class. And if you, if you compare what you're like mm-hmm. week one of September to mm-hmm. the last week of June or July, depending on when your school finishes, you know, week at the end of the school year, you've got the class as a re- you know you've got that relationship, you've got it down pat, mm. you know all your routines, and then September hits you and bang, you yeah. go, oh god, and you sort of have to remind yourself that the only reason you got like that in June and July was because yeah. in September you put all this new stuff in. Yeah, um, completely. It's getting to know all these new, new people, isn't it? Yeah, new relationships, mm. and it's a time that requires a lot of mental energy. Yeah. And a lot of um, for everybody as well. So yeah. the, the the children and families are feeling that too, and so they're looking to you for a lot more support than they might need um, yeah. when they've known each other for yeah. longer. So as well as it being a kind of weather, temperature, daylight thing, mm-hmm. it is also that, isn't it? It is. Yeah, socially, because yeah. we use an academic calendar. Yeah. September is the start of the. Yeah. Um, the thing. And it doesn't mean that. Like our groups haven't completely changed. We've got no, lots of no, people no, no, who've been no. coming for ages, and they're still coming, and that's fine. But there are new people, and that joining. changes. And that changes old dynamics. <clears throat> you know, you can't say, "Oh, um, little Johnny used to come before the summer holidays, and mm. now he's back again." You go right, but he's with eight other different mm. people, and mm-hmm. he will be yeah. a different thing. And and um and I feel as well like, uh, possibly this is a thing that you 
that comes with you know we talked about the the effects of being outdoors mm. and that i possibly am a little bit jittery because i'm in that animalistic sense of like prepping i, I get am that. prepping same, same i'm just going i'm looking Boarding. at everything and Boarding. it's like the switch has come on and it's going right it's darker than it is light now yeah holy moly right i need a warm shelter for that and i need to extend that and i need to get that yeah. prepped and oh that's never going to be enough dry firewood and mm. that's a it's a like time... a little urgent instinct isn't it inside yeah. you that you can't yeah, turn yeah. off and i think probably the more time one spends outdoors the stronger that gets because yeah. you're more attuned to nature and you're noticing so there's a road i drive along to get here every morning uh-huh. and it's an amazing hedgerow and it always has good slows uh-huh. but this year the hawthorn and the rose hips have gone absolutely bonkers and so i had to like stop the car and pull over the other day i was actually running a bit late to get here i had to stop and had a i've got a little pot in my car i always have like either a tub or a pot or a basket and i've got some um secateurs in there as well if i need them and uh just like gathered loads of haws and like i don't need them for anything i wasn't like i will do this because i've already got a freezer full yeah i will just get them just get them and bring them I might need them for something like you can't eat them you've got to cook with them you know but I'm in that complete hoarder mentality nature nature went boom here is a bounty must get it must must get get it it. to the extent where I was hoarding water wasn't I so we've had loads of (laughs) but it's particularly oh it's just a new thing oh I only hoard now Uh, no it's worse though it's worse (laughs) so we had loads of rain and got loads of tarps up and there was massive bulging tarps hitting the ground full of water and you were about to tip it out and I was like do not tip it out Hoard the water. We might need it, even though it's not for drinking and it's quite dirty. And but you know, but then I was right because then we did play with it and we filled the other little hole oh, and made use, another well, I mean, puddle. You'll we'll always use it. That's yeah. the thing. You know. Yeah. Um, Wasted by putting it on the ground. Just to paint for people who don't know about Devon, uh, just to the level at which our the Devon is described as a maze because our hedge banks are about nine foot tall. Mm. Uh, you know, in, to the point where you are like tunnel visioned and then yeah. you pop out in a village. Yeah. Um, to, <laughs> to the extent where, similar to you were saying about the horse, I, um, I was driving my little boy home. And we stopped to let a car through and obviously you stop and you pull your car as far as mm. you can into the hedgerow. And, um, and he just went, Blackberries, daddy. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh. And when the car went past, I moved back into the middle of the road, looked that nobody was coming, just put down my driver's side window yeah. and gra- without getting out of the truck, yeah. just grabbed like five or six blackberries and yeah. handed them back to him in his in his car seat yeah. and then drove on. And I was like, huh, it's weird. It was it was like a McDonald's drive through <laughs> but it was the hedge. Yeah. So like, I felt like I needed Amazing. to talk to one bush and go, yeah, yeah, some blackberries, please. And then drive on to the next bush <laughs> before I get, you know, it was, um, it's yeah. a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I think as well, it comes from, it's like an experience learning of having been through the seasons and each time you go, oh, that was really good. Mm. And the first time, normally it's by accident. You know, mm. like you accidentally got too much firewood or you accidentally yeah. made a, <clears throat> a shelter that faced southwest or mm. northeast or whatever you're, you know, and then you get into your head that like, that was the only thing that got me through. Mm. That was the only thing. Must and, do that again. Yeah, must do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And kind of, building that stuff through um but so we talked about before about this the this burnout and this slump and the kind of narrowing down that i wanted to talk about this week Mm. and you've said you don't have much to talk about it but i think Mm. you will is how we look after ourselves 
physically, mm-hmm. maybe specifically during the winter, mm-hmm. but also in general. Um, we were talking the other day, uh, because we were driving for like an hour and a half to go to some training together, and we were saying that we both feel like we could justify a regular full body massage oh, on the yeah. on the grounds of like yeah. I work with my body guys if if I you know if my muscles seize up then uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to work so actually actually do you know what a good investment would be uh, for me to yeah. have you know uh, a deep muscle yeah. what's it called deep, deep tissue massage yeah. uh, pretty regularly but we don't I know we don't do that but I have definitely been daydreaming about that as well as holidays I've really at the moment I like god winter hasn't even started yet and I'm already going oh just a different place, just a little, little hollybobs would be nice. And uh, I took my son to the osteopath yesterday, and he was just having a nice bit of uh, craniosacral loveliness. Yeah. And um, did and you I just pretend sit- your neck hurt? As I well. was just sitting. Oh my god, I so <laughs> wanted to. I was like, maybe if he doesn't want to have the treatment, I can just have it. <laughs> um, but I was just sitting there, just going, oh. And then even the osteopath, she said it, and she's like, oh you know what, we're both really jealous now that you've had treatment. We both really wish we just had that. And uh, she said she didn't know anyone who did it locally either. So she spends her whole time doing it to other people and watching them being really blissed out and then never getting any in return. Um, Yeah, definitely would be good. Yeah. So the things that I I was thinking through, the things that I do do Hmm. uh, to look after myself is... uh, Regular hot baths, I think, are important mm. in the winter, mm. and just soaking in. Mm. And I feel like it's um. Sometimes I feel like my body is a bit like one of those. Uh, did you ever have those hand warmer pads? Some of them are one use, and you crack it, and yeah. it gets hot, and you keep it in your gloves. And some of them, um, I don't know if they have them in other places. I'm sure they do. They're like they're like wheat and lavender yeah. bags, I've got one and of those, you yeah. yeah, you put it on your neck. It's really nice. Right. Mm. So I feel a little bit like there's some sort of wheat and lavender core. Mm. Um, inside me and I'm like if I just sit in a hot bath for a while mm-hmm. that'll keep me warm recharge. For, for like another few days of mm. trudging through the mud and mm. being in you know and then and then that it sort of counteracts that like oh you've been in the sweat when you, so in this country it rains a lot and you have to wear the like thin waterproof stuff that is essentially the same as like Rocky wears when he needs to sweat off a load of weight you know, mm-hmm. that, that tracksuit thing of like... Mm. So we're doing that, essentially. We're going, right, I'm going to put waterproof, non-breathable things mm-hmm. on. I'm going to run around with kids. And and I feel like having hot baths... Yeah. Heat some sort of core thing yeah. inside me that is then like, okay, yeah, you've got it now. Do you know what I feel like I could really benefit with now in terms of self-care? And it might sound really harsh. I don't mean it to be harsh. I mean it more about like... You've got to put your own gas mask on. You want me to first. go away? No. You need me to. I would love some child-free time, just a like a absolute what? What? some child-free time. So, what? I think that would be awesome in terms of making me a better, per, yeah. you know, that's that's a good person recharge. who works with children and is also a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, just a bit of time where you know you're not going to need to support somebody who's yeah. a small person. Yeah. Uh, good couple of hours maybe longer i find yeah that it's oh, like just a, to recharge it's a time of like for me anytime i get like that i try and use it to be really productive because i've established that yeah. that is actually what makes me happy not yeah. not binging tv and doing yeah, all this yeah, stuff. Yeah. actually what does me the bo- the most good is being like i can think my thoughts all the way to the end yep. and i can then go oh do you know yeah. what i can go and play now in the garden because yeah. i've i've had that time exactly. and i've been exactly you know yeah Completely. Released. And 
yeah and you've got to find you you've got to find your jag for sure it is it is exactly that it's not binging on telly or um shopping or stuff like that it's yeah i don't know some people might feel chilled out after a bit of screen time but i definitely, definitely don't it's a different thing like i definitely at the end of a day where you where it has been really hard and mm-hmm. you do need to just not have not think anything and just merge into yeah. bedtime yeah, then yeah, that's yeah. a different thing isn't it but if yeah. you actually want some quality time for yourself then whether that be like crafting or making something or exercising or mm-hmm. something where as you say your brain is actually mm-hmm. freed through flow i guess you talk flow aren't you yeah. you want some flow time yeah. in order to kind of reset and rebalance um for sure um talking of binge watching and TVing. so uh, i think i've told you about this i uh, know i definitely have told you about this but i have in the last say month um taken up something that i heard about from a man called tony riddle called ground living so he took it very far and he got rid of all the furniture in his house and they eat on the floor and do this on the floor i haven't sat on my sofa for a month oh at my all. gosh so when when i'm at home i sit yeah. on a dinner table because we all eat dinner yeah. together but otherwise, I've taken my di- computer chair away. I've taken, you know, I don't sit on the sofa. Right. I either squat on the floor, yeah, or I just sit on the floor. In, what about in... on the toilet? Do you sit on the toilet? Yes, but <laughs> I yes, but <laughs> I use um, a squatty potty. I use my son's little stool, oh, which man. is essentially it's the same all thing. All about the squatty potty. I know. Anyway, but that's but said the point. What I was going to say was, so his whole thing was talking about like hunter gatherer societies and that they don't um, they don't seize up. Because mm. in those societies, seizing up means no food. Mm. So this idea that we all have of like, oh, it's normal to have, you know, a bit of an achy back or a bit of a... No, mm. that means no food. Mm. And he was like, well, what do they do? Well, they all sit on the floor. And then he, he sort of examined it a bit more and he watched them. And he was like, when you sit on the floor or you squat, you don't sit in any one position for more than five minutes because it's not comfortable. Yeah. So you're sort of essentially doing constant, very low impact yoga mm. where you're just stretching this way and stretching that way whereas when you sit on a sofa and you get in air quotes comfy mm. the same muscles are holding you up or or relaxed mm-hmm. for long periods of time mm. whereas sitting on the floor i used to spend i don't know inordinate amount of time going god my legs are knackered or mm. god my back is going this haven't felt any of it for a month really nothing and Admittedly, I feel less rested yeah. when I'm uh, when I go to bed because yeah. because I haven't rested because yeah. I've been doing this. But looking at it mm, big picture, mm. and when I started it, I couldn't. So i I can squat do the, the I think they call it an Asian squat or mm-hmm. a you know where you sit and you're just taking all the weight off your body, um, and uh, I could do that, but not for very long. And you know, I've got this thing with <coughs> my Achilles. ankle. Mm, yeah, 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 so my ankle is is my right ankle. And I've worked up to the point where now I can sit, I've sat and read a book for 15 minutes the other day, just mm. squatting. And it, and I only realised that I had to stop because uh, I finished the book and then I was sat doing something else. Maybe I was looking for another book or something. And I had the time to think about my legs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like once you put your, mm. if you're doing mindfulness, once you put your mind there, then you go, mm. oh, actually, that is a bit... Yeah. Whereas if when I was engrossed in the book, mm. could have sat there for another, I reckon, mm. ten minutes doing mm. whatever. Amazing. So that is the thing that I would say, and it's something that I think a lot of people would do naturally in their forest school settings, mm. because like um, traditional Western furniture doesn't really fit into forest schools. Mm-hmm. So we don't sit on 
like mm. armchairs and do whatever. We are like people would have done for thousands of years mm. on the edge of a log, yep. or we're doing this or whatever. Yep. And um, it, uh, it, yeah, this Tony Riddle thing. He was saying, you know, sitting furniture until the mid 1800s mm. was incredibly rare because mm. it's such a luxury mm. and because you can just squat or sit on the floor and yep. you know and and so I think that's something that I would recommend to everybody mm. is to just spend more time on the floor moving mm. also my floor is incredibly clean now mm. you don't realize yeah. until you start moving around on the floor um, you might not realise how dirty your floor is yeah no I think I do realise <laughs> I, look, I look at it and go oh no oh no yeah yeah um, which kind of flows into another thing that I do which is that I go to the gym at silly o'clock in the morning yeah I go to I'm in the gym in the gym at five o'clock every morning most mornings I'd say five or six days a week and I'm then I'm there for two hours doing power lifting and picking up big things and I would say that is one of the things so uh, I was talking to somebody at Wilderness Gathering actually and he was saying that he he doesn't get it you know he doesn't get why don't why don't people just come and do some forestry work to, you know instead of spending hours on a machine that simulates this movement why don't you just cut some firewood and if you still do this blah 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 um, and I was <laughs> I said well for me it's the opposite it's the it's the inverse in that because I can go and pick up and in, uh, like a barbell that is two and a half times my body weight um, when it's like can can we move this stump over here and do a thing then it it's no big deal it, it's no big deal and yeah. so I'm exerting myself less mm. through the day yeah if you're in the UK and you want to come down to Children of the Forest in person and do a little bit of training with us we've got a load of dates on all the way through this next academic year if you go to our Facebook page or our website, you'll be able to see all the dates and the titles of the courses and make sure you've got your ticket as soon as possible. They're all small groups so that we can do as much personalised learning as possible. In March, we've got a course on storytelling, music and drama. In April, a course in general outdoor learning involving a level one in forest school qualification. In May, we've got an outdoor cooking course. And in June, we've got an introduction to whittling. And if you feel like going for the big fish and you want to start your own forest school or become a qualified leader, in April this year we're starting our level three training courses. So you can come down to Children's Forest for a whole week and spend some time with me and Gemma and learn how to run our very own forest school. So to find out all the dates and to get booked into those courses, go either to our Facebook page or to our website, which is childrenoftheforest.com. said you don't think you do anything well, to look after yourself at the moment no and that's why think, i'm feeling so pants man i'm at a low ebb i'll just be really honest i need it i'm a low, low ebb do you think though it's partly that you're uh, because of the other constraints on your time mm. that you that you're only able to do a like oh what do they call it it, uh, you you don't do prevention. You do like yeah. my hip hurts today. Yeah. For a couple of days, I will do some stretches. Yes, and then yes. and then it goes, and then yes. yes, you know. And also, I started. I was like, right, okay, September. Mm -hmm. My youngest is starting school. Okay, I have a bit more free time now. 
I'm going to really get into exercise. I'm going to go running. I'm going to cycle to work. And I did that for two weeks, not cycle to work every day. I cycled to work once, and I went for two runs. And I really enjoyed it. And then I got home and I was like, oh my gosh, I've done like seven and a half K out of running, never running, you know, I haven't run for like over a year. Mm. Um, and then I have basically overdone it and my pelvis really hurts. Um, my muscles really hurt. And so I, I'm foolish. And I was talking to the osteopath about it. She's like, yeah, you can't do that. You've no. got to. And, and she hit the nail on the head. She's like, it's really frustrating when your fitness is not stopping you running. So that's the problem. It's mm -hmm. like for my headspace and my yep. fitness, like I wasn't yep. out of breath. I really want to keep going. But my muscles and my bones were going, what the hell are you doing? She's like, you need to literally go for 15 minutes. And you'll feel really frustrated. And you'll be like, but I could have kept going. Mm -hmm. You do 15 minutes and then increase it like five minutes at a time until your muscles catch up with your overall fitness. Um, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised by how fit I was mm -hmm. which is definitely doing this job isn't it it's yeah. like um, even if you're not running you're like walking and on your We're feet not sitting, all we don't the time down, really. and walking up hills and you know playing chasing games and stuff so um, yeah so that and was moving, good and, and I think part of it is moving in uh, if anybody's into CrossFit it's that functional movement yeah. of like what do we do what we do we do digging and we do this and we you yeah. know you have to carry weird shaped logs or buckets of water or stuff mm. you know stuff that's not stable all the time and and yeah. that play definitely plays into the like um, the taxing nature of this job is yeah. that it isn't. If you you know people might go, oh yeah, well there's more physical jobs in a warehouse. I'm like, I'm sure there are, but they're uniform size boxes or they're uniform. Mm. You know, you're moving the same thing over and over yeah. again. And also, this job has a nice um, brain and body working together challenge element to mm -hmm. it. So if you are doing some like big muscle group stuff it's usually yeah. involved with your brain going hang on a minute how am I going to like lift that from there to there without dropping on a kid yeah. or how am I going to clean all <laughs> these tarps with only this amount of water or do you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. It, it's all about um, it's purposeful whole self yeah mm -hmm. kind of problem solving rather than yeah. just I am putting something on a conveyor belt or I am lifting a barbell or whatever it's got a yeah. sort of purpose yeah purpose to it yeah um, which is pleasurable because then you don't notice that you're doing it so much and, so, and with play as well. So if you're yeah. in flow, yeah, so yeah. the times that I ache the most after doing this job is actually not through lifting. It's through stuff that I've done with my body whilst playing a game with some kids, which I haven't noticed at the time. So being right. playing a game where you have to get your, okay, you've got to get your feet off the ground. And I've been like hanging, you know, like a, like a sloth or sloth, however you say it, yeah. on a, a horizontal uh, branch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, didn't notice my muscles doing anything at the time. It's just like, this is really fun. Okay, another yeah, bit's yeah, over. Yeah. La, la, la. And then in the morning I wake up and I'm like, what happened to my arms and my shoulders? Oh my god! And then you track it back, and it was literally. It's that. a very small that, scale version yeah. of you picking a car up off your kids. Yeah. In that, like the adrenaline yeah, yeah. and the flow of play yeah. makes you go, I could probably climb that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, Completely. Know, yeah. You know, um, yeah. I think that's sort of led neat, neatly-ish, let's say, um, into. Uh, so that's the things that we do physically to look after ourselves. Do you think our physicality affects the set, or how do you think our, our physicality affects the sessions and the groups? Mm. I sometimes feel like uh, grown-ups are looking at me like I'm a bit of a weirdo because of what I'm doing with my body. So if we're playing a game, I will be like, right, <laughs> come on, we're all going to run. Yeah. Like, watch me, you know. Uh, if it's a game which is a bit of a sort of bit of a step 
mm-hmm. in order to engage Need in. Need to buy in. Yeah, I will just like chuck everything out and go, I'm I'm really running. Look at me. I've got this massive arm load full of stones, which I'm pretending are acorns, and I'm going to run around and hide them. And then I (laughs) I look at the adults' faces watching me doing it, and they're like, okay. (laughs) Don't often see an adult behaving that way physically and maybe vocally as I'm going, I'm going to hide the acorns. (laughs) I'm going to hide it over here. Oh, no, they're watching me. Oh, no. Um, So... Yeah, you've got to zone that, the parents out. I think that definitely affects the sessions, and I mean, you could run a session without doing that, but I kind of Do feel you like think you could. That's know. an interesting. That's an interesting statement. I mean, can do, you just explain it? Can you go right? We're all going to do this. Go on then, do it. And I kind of feel like that's a bit unfair. I feel like you sort of have to. I don't know. It might be, have the reverse effect sometimes, but I feel like my theory is if people, children, adults, have seen me do it and I'm still okay I haven't burst into tears out of embarrassment mm-hmm. or fallen over and broken my leg or do you know what I mean yeah they've seen me do the test run of behaving that way yeah it's okay now it's their turn that's a bit more accessible um I was so I uh, used to work doing <coughs> this with someone who was oh I'm gonna say he was an ex-royal marine mm. he might not have been a royal marine but he was in the forces and um and he was involved in the training of other um Forces people. Forces people. Uh, not in that world. I don't know the right words. But um, he was saying the first part of any of his skills, skill workshops, was um, him demonstrating how easily he could do it. Yeah. Because the mentality for him was that he was like, why would you even bother to listen to me mm. if, if, I'm, if I can't do it? Yep. So he said all the... And, and that goes for skill days. But also he said all of the instructors could outrun you on that five mile run right. and they would do it the first right, time right, right. the first time you do it mm. they will like beast beast you yeah, and yeah, finish yeah. like two minutes before you yeah just so that every time after that they can stand there mm. and you know then when they tell you yeah you can do this or you need to be faster that it's not um the opposite end of the spectrum which from my experience is PE teachers with a cup of soup yeah. standing there telling you to, to do the cross country run yeah. it's that other end where you go you look at some PE teachers you go yeah. you couldn't run you couldn't run yeah, around yeah, the yeah. field why am I doing this at 14 in the rain yeah. you know it's that it's that thing so I don't think it's quite that that military element of like you should listen to me mm. because I I sh- can do it um, but I do think it's part of relationship building to occasionally demonstrate and go yep i can i can do that thing Mm -hmm. you know and and yeah and also it does seem um maybe unfair is the wrong word but it seems unbalanced to ask people to do a thing that you're not willing to do yeah um whether that's like running to play hide and seek or carrying some logs along and yeah oh okay let's get the caveat in there if you have something that physically prevents you yeah. from carrying that thing or yeah. from doing that action there's no judgment on that yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying like yeah. you know people shouldn't be able to do whatever um, but if you can I think you should also to model to model mm. to go we're all in the, you know it's that um, it's not Stockholm is it you know when you go <laughs> look we've got to move all this firewood I'm going to do it with you. Mm. Like woodland, the woodland management side of stuff. I'm mm. always going, look, I'm, we've got to do it. Mm. It's got to get done. I will do as much as I can. I'm just asking mm. that you do the same. You mm. do as much as you can. Yeah. Um, 
which is much better than right guys today we're moving we're moving this from here to here right i'll supervise it you get mm. the wheel but you know mm. it feels um I, well it's different it's we, we've been talking as well about um about engaging children in some more physically challenging tasks because sometimes they will say yep. i want to build this or i want to yeah, do yeah. this or i want to move this from here to here and you go okay cool and then you do start doing it in terms of like yeah. i'm doing it with you and then you look around and you realize they're not doing it and yeah. you are doing it and they're just going okay great they're going to do it for me as we've been talking about that mm-hmm. quite a lot recently mm-hmm. haven't we um and so that is a really interesting challenge because i definitely don't think they would respond to like at the outset okay there you go then but then at some point yeah. actually you do have to do that if you realize it's a pattern of behavior with a particular child or children um that actually they're never feeling that benefit of mm. having done it they're never feeling that um sense of uh, achievement having done it they're never feeling that physical reaction of having used those big muscle groups because they've just gone oh cool if i just stand there then they'll just do it for and me. it's knowing the cost of not the <clears> cost <throat> but they're like that uh if you'd built a play hospital and you'd moved all those logs up and you'd helped make the stretcher you play with it in a different way mm. and you have a different ownership over it yeah. rather than oh yeah while i was doing that yeah lewis built this thing yeah there's no ownership to like oh yeah. just smash that or you use it in a different way or yeah you know the value the value judgment that's the phrase i want yeah. to use is very yeah. different yeah and it is a, a you know every every session as a practitioner you have those moments where you think how much of this do i demonstrate or how much of this do i set up for you whether it is yeah. using a drill or picking up a leaf off the floor or those kind of things and how long you wait and it's a bit like i often think of that um thing they say in teaching that when you're teaching if you ask a question Mm. um and then how long you pause before you ask for an answer Mm -hmm. so you know they've timed it and the average teacher will wait like five seconds and if you ask them how long they think they're waiting yeah they think it's ages because they're just like oh my god there's dead time no one's saying anything no one's saying anything i'm going to say something now i'm either going to give the answer i'm going to ask i'm going to call on somebody for the answer I'm going to rush that process along. And the same thing happens, I find, when, like today, we were making boats, drilling a hole, and then you, you can say, oh, you know, if you'd like to, you can look on the floor and find a stick that will fit in that hole snugly. Mm-hmm. And how long do you wait while that information is processed by a child before you then take it a step further and model, I'm looking, I'm, you do know what I mean? I'm helping yeah. you to look. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. to you, you're kind of especially with every, the hustle and bustle of the session you're thinking okay they're not they're not getting it they're not mm-hmm. processing that information i need to give them more and the by demonstrating fi- the second and you finish your sentence you know what's ex- what the next expected action is yeah but when you finish your sentence they've still got to process your sentence yeah so you, you know yeah um but then that comes in i think to the again tying it back into this physical thing of sometimes jobs i say jobs like mm. i mean work jobs what well, what I mean is like physical activities. I will, rather than explain it, just do it. Yeah. And just go, I'm going to do half of this. And then it's almost a bit of a... So apparently there's... I don't know because I've not worked in a Steiner school. But apparently it's a Steiner school thing that in the early years, the teacher just makes a loaf of bread every morning mm-hmm. in the corner of the classroom. Mm-hmm. And the children kind of maybe watch it or they can help if they want to. Mm-hmm. But it is a routine that happens mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And that... Just physically do, just physically doing it in the corner, and mm. then going. That's what's happening. If you want to join in, great. Mm. Is very different to right. Everybody, wash your hands. We're all going to make bread. It's of yeah. a different experience. <clears throat> um, and there's lots of things where, um, 
Well, a bit, yeah, a bit like you were saying, when you just get, you sort of go over the top to get a buy-in. So mm. if you go, right, does anybody want to... Let's, I think it's a good time for hide-and-seek or capture the flag or hunters and rabbits or something. And a wall... It's like a pantomime run. Mm. It, you know, to just go, let's go, you know, and yeah. do that. And then I think if I didn't do that, if I just stood there and went, guys, come on, run, mm. come on, run. Such a, di- you know, mm. maybe the same outcome because mm. maybe they would run. Yeah. But a very different outcome to go, oh, God, I'm playing with you. And there's mm. a, this is a, a play thing and there's no pressure to it and, and all that stuff. Um, and I think that is part of what keeps me going through the winter is is moving in big physical ways mm. and finding stuff that yeah. that can keep me mo- because moving around a woodland in the winter is squelchy and your mm. boots feel heavy and the kids are a bit like I said the word mardy mm. maybe because it's raining mm. or different they or they haven't noticed the rain and you mm. can watch someone getting increasingly cold mm. because they're not paying attention at all to the mm. fact that their their boots have become the water feature yeah. you know um, and so I think having some level of physicality I can't imagine doing a day in January stood sat on my hands the whole day mm. and going because I'm going I'm out here with you I'm, I need to get as warm as you need to get yeah, and I yeah. need to move as much as you need to move and yeah and that in itself is a like I remember um doing a school session and with some older children so well older as in top end of primary school and um like and the amount 11. yeah 10 11 and the amount of games of hunters and rabbits we played mm. that afternoon but they they wanted it they were like let's oh, play yeah. again let's play again and that experience of well when we stop we feel really cold and we feel really uncomfortable so let's keep playing you know where else are you going to get that hardly ever are you out you know you're forced mm-hmm. to be outdoors and mm-hmm. actually you get the cold so you go indoors but actually we can't go indoors we are just going to stay here so how yeah. do we deal with that okay we deal with that in this way yeah. um, which is just so rare you know yeah like we have to do that and then we talk a lot about don't we about um you can recognize that and if you're a 10 year old you can probably recognize that but if you're a three-year-old or a two-year-old you can't recognize that and then when it gets really cold it is about um how how you engage younger children in that kind of physical activity when they that's the last thing they feel like doing they're cold and they immediately feel like just sitting still mm-hmm. and you know slowing and everything down i would say that it's quite often a thing that i see put on to children so it's either I'm making broad sweep, sweeping statements here, right? I'm not thinking about individual people, but um, like teachers or support staff in schools, um, and then sometimes parents when they come here, because they have sat still, their perception is like like we all our theory of mind extends only as far as our experience. So that because they've sat still and maybe tried to have a coffee and maybe tried to sit within you know our Mm -hmm. fire pit is from the benches to the fire pit you're talking six foot Mm -hmm. right so they sit on the circle or they stand at the edge of the playground and then when a child is slightly upset they project onto it all of their own feelings of cold because Mm -hmm. they haven't joined in in hunters Mm -hmm. and rabbits and they haven't done this and and they then they go oh i need to go in or i think we need to go home and and Mm -hmm. actually and, it, and we as leaders, part of, I think, our empathy is moving as much of the ch- as the children mm. so that we can have a better theory of mind of how they might be feeling. Yeah. And you notice more things of like, um, well, like we've been playing some stuff you have to adjust. So like we've been playing hide and seek 
every day, ever since we started the kindergarten. That is just a staple of, mm. you know, early years play in the woods. Um, but if if we just stood and watched it, I don't know that we would necessarily have the level of empathy that we do that has meant that we've gone. There's not enough hiding places. Mm. I think we need to build that out. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that and that like deeper level of understanding. Rather, you know, sometimes you need to be an observer mm. and be a distance away. Mm. But I think you should always have the 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 option open to you to go if I wanted to join in your play mm. I could mm-hmm. and you, you know even if you, you choose not to for whatever reason you know mm-hmm. you might go yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not doing tree climbing because there's somebody chopping wood here and yes. actually I need to watch that yeah. I'm not saying yeah, you yeah, should yeah. try and climb yeah, the yeah, clear yeah. and watch the act but I think you should always be able yeah. to meet them and go right well I can be this play yeah. it's a bit like um, we talked before in the evolutionary playwork. Mm-hmm. and about the roles of the, and the different play workers and there's the I can't remember the names of them yeah. but the, the one that's very removed and very um, I'm facilitating but at a yeah. distance and then there's the other end of the spectrum that is like big brother big sister yeah. I'm fully involved in the game and this yeah. is almost my game if yeah. you like and I would feel I would feel sad if I saw someone that I thought needed that big brother big sister play worker role yeah and I wasn't able to facilitate it for them. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm, I feel very pleased that I'm always able to go. I will yeah. always, uh, you know, and right now I'm, you know, I'm not 30 yet and mm. there's not a kid that I can't outrun in the woods. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and then, <laughs> and also very selfishly, that gives me more control over the Hunters and Rabbits games. Because when I'm a rabbit, I can decide how long this game's going on and I can decide who, oh, who am I going to run really fast round and mm-hmm. who am I going to run... Yeah. You know, who do I need to give a wide berth to? And I I don't know. Mm. That You've got that choice. I've got a choice. Yeah. yeah. It's, a it's a privilege. It is. Yeah. And then I guess I need to you know, eventually my knees will give out as all mm. knees have you seen there's a this is off topic. There's um there's a I guess it's a meme, but it's like not using your it's you know, it's three bits and it's like not using your knees, um, is bad for your knees. Right. And uh, using your knees too much is bad for your knees. Mm-hmm. Maybe knees are just bad. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, it's that thing, isn't it? Um, so I guess that's kind of my thoughts on yeah. physicality. And I do think we could lean into a, a whole separate podcast about children's yes. physicality. I think that's a separate topic. Yeah. And we may get someone else to come in and, help and mm. talk to us about that. Because yeah. we know somebody who's good on physicality. Um, yeah we do um, but otherwise I think we'll leave it there the wind is picking up yeah okay. home time time for home lunch time. bye bye <laughs>